Hello and welcome to Glens Falls Today Morning Brief. Our top story today, the ongoing saga of New York's new school mascot mandate has had new developments in Cambridge and Glens Falls, and we'll talk about them both. I'm Gary Scott, and today is Monday, February 20th, 2023. Other stories in the morning brief today, the Red Cross holding a blood drive at the Aviation Mall this week, an upcoming webinar on cybersecurity, the Glens Falls High School bowling team, and an award-winning play coming to the Strand Theater. But first, before we get into our stories, I want to let you know that if you're looking for a place to advertise your local business, Glens Falls today could be the perfect solution. Our goal is to provide free and convenient access to important local news, but more importantly, we want to support and represent our community. And what better way to do that than by helping to spread the word about the great local businesses in the greater Glens Falls area. For example, I'd like to thank one of our community partners, Paul Smith with Renovo Real Estate. Paul Smith knows what makes a home inside and out. With over three decades of experience in the construction industry, Paul brings a unique perspective to real estate with exceptional insight and inspiration for his clients and a goal of connecting them with their dream home. And if you own a local business, you could advertise with us on our website or even right here with me on The Morning Brief. For more information, head over to our website at glensfallstoday.com and thank you for making Glens Falls Today your source for free local news. The American Red Cross is holding a community blood drive this Wednesday, February 22nd at the Aviation Mall. According to News 10, they'll be set up across from Regal Cinema on the mall's west side from 1 to 6 p.m. And as an added bonus for doing a good deed, everyone who donates blood will be entered for a chance to win a trip for two to Florida, including round-trip airfare, a three-night stay at Wyndham Grand Clearwater Beach Hotel, and a $750 gift card for expenses. Anyone interested in giving blood can make an appointment by phone at 1-800-RED-CROSS. Appointments can also be made online using sponsor code AVIATIONMALLNY. A couple weeks ago here on The Morning Brief, I talked about a cyber attack which targeted Warrensburg resident and a local activist, Teresa Whalen. Her Facebook account was hacked, and the hacker responsible demanded ransom from her. The scheme ended up spreading to dozens of Whalen's friends and neighbors, including the Warrensburg Chamber of Commerce, before being stopped by the FBI. Now, according to Sun Community News, as a follow-up to that incident, a free cyber safety webinar called Protecting Your Data, Aware and Prepared, will be presented via Zoom on February 28th at 7pm. The webinar will be co-hosted by Edward Jones Financial Advisor John Gable and Philip Martin, CIMA, Senior Regional Consultant of MFS Fund Distributors. Topics will include common types of threats and attacks, as well as how to protect yourself, friends and family, and your finances. Following the presentation, Teresa Whalen, chair of Warrensburg Beautification Incorporated, will share the story of her own cyber nightmare and how the FBI helped her regain control. In closing, David Hinsdale, an FBI special agent in the Cybercrimes Unit, will answer questions. And for those without access to Zoom at home, other community organizations such as churches, libraries, or schools may be an alternative way to attend. Now, before we get to our top story, I'd like to remind you again that you could advertise your business with us at glensfallstoday.com or right here on The Morning Brief. As our business continues to grow and develop, we hope to help other local businesses do the same. We want to help you spread the word about the great services that you have to offer our community. For more information, visit our website at glensfallstoday.com. 
The ongoing story of New York's new school mascot mandate continues. Some schools have accepted the change and worked to replace their Native American-themed mascots as required by the state, while others have not been so willing, which has created strife within certain communities. In an example of the latter, the Cambridge Central School District has filed another lawsuit appealing an earlier court ruling siding in favor of SED Commissioner Betty Rosa. According to News 10, this challenge is the latest in a series of legal actions taken by the Cambridge School Board in an effort to keep its current mascot, arguing that the commissioner overstepped her authority when she demanded that the district remove the word Indians and the logo with a depiction of a male face wearing a feather. The document filed in the New York State Appellate Court claims Rosa ignored the fundamental history of the use of Native American-themed imagery in Cambridge when she demanded the district remove the name and mascot. It goes on to state that the image created decades ago was specifically designed to honor indigenous peoples. And according to the Poststar, the Cambridge board lost a previous appeal in June of last year when acting Supreme Court Justice Sarah McGinty upheld Rosa's decision. The board voted at that time to authorize a further appeal as a placeholder while it discussed whether or not to pursue the matter. The board then told their attorneys to proceed in October. But News 10 reports the school board's decision to resist has not come without fallout and division. Longtime school board member Neil Gifford recently resigned, effective immediately, after other board members voted to pursue the appeal. In a letter to Cambridge Superintendent Dr. Douglas Silvernail, Gifford wrote, quote, Until last night's Board of Education meeting, I remained hopeful that information, reason, and empathy would ultimately triumph in board decision-making. He continued, quote, I cannot in good conscience serve on a board of a public educational institution that continues to use public resources to pursue personal agendas over objective, evidence-based decision-making. And the Post Star reports discontent with the Indian as a potentially racially insensitive image had already been brewing in the community before a Native American activist attacked it at a board meeting in December 2019, triggering an eruption of demands for and against removing the mascot. During these sometimes stormy meetings, supporters of the mascot, including some Native Americans living in the district, insisted that the Indian mascot was meant to honor and respect Native Americans. In one especially tense board meeting in June 2021, Gifford cast the deciding vote to retire the Indian. That vote was then overturned the following month when two new board members and one incumbent overruled Gifford and board member Caleb Brailt. In response to an August petition by mascot opponents, Commissioner Rosa threw out the second vote on the grounds that it was, quote, arbitrary and capricious. Finally, the Post Star notes the school has not made public how much it has spent on legal fees for appeals. Still on the topic of this mascot mania, other school districts around the community have embraced the change. For example, News 10 reports in Glens Falls, high school students Jack Sweet, Liam Burgess, and Jordan Phillips are with the superintendent's student cabinet, working alongside other members of the cabinet to collect input from the student body and members of the community to find a new identity while replacing their old Indian's nickname and imagery. Liam Burgess said, quote, The state has mandated that we change and there's nothing we can do about it, but it's also important to respect other cultures. He then added, quote, it's extremely empowering to have that ability to make that change and lead it. Glens Falls Superintendent Dr. Chris Lynn Dengler told News 10 that she is really proud of the students and their investment in the project. She said, quote, I really see the students leading this. This really needs to be their decision along with the communities. 
Student cabinet members are scheduled to give an update to the Board of Education during their meeting on March 13th. And that segues nicely into my next story. According to the Postar, three members of the Glens Falls Student Cabinet presented the findings from their first round of surveys to the Board of Education last week. Superintendent Chrislyn Dengler introduced Liam Burgess, Olivia Nelson, and one other student to the board as they reported back on findings from the first surveys of students. Liam Burgess said the main goal of the cabinet is to keep the community informed and collect students' thoughts on the change and how the cabinet should go about making it. He said, quote, Me and my colleagues are leading the process as the heads of the student body to make the final recommendation to you guys. The cabinet will officially present its mascot recommendation to the board members by April 3rd. Liam continued, quote, Last week we had an assembly with everyone in the building and did a thought experiment of what we think our values as Glens Falls students are. The district is using a survey platform called Thought Exchange to collect the data. Olivia Nelson said the student body felt they are most passionate about the athletics program, acceptance, and more. She said, quote, Our students are passionate about our school and they want to be involved. They want to be involved in the process, and our mascot is a big sense of pride for a lot of students, so we wanted to know what else they felt pride with. She then added that one concern of the student body was leaving a part of the school's identity behind, and said, quote, I think it's important to recognize that we're going to grow from this, and it doesn't change who we are. It's just a mascot. Liam said the cabinet is keeping in mind that the Glens Falls City School District has not always had this same nickname. He said, quote, we weren't always the Indians, and so we are capable of making a change despite people not really liking it, and our colors will stay red and black. Those aren't going to change. School community members are encouraged to give feedback through the Thought Exchange Forum on the district's website at gfsd.org. And one final detail about this story. According to the Glens Falls Chronicle, with Glens Falls High School phasing out their Indian mascot and all merchandise bearing its image, there's been a boom in sales for that merchandise. Kevin Hall, who operates Hallware on Lawrence Street, said, quote, We definitely see more people coming in looking specifically for items with Indians or the Arrowhead logo since the announcement. I think there's a lot of nostalgia, and also people saying, I'll wear what I want to wear. But he says Hallware is sensitive to the school situation and the issue overall, adding, quote, It's kind of a tricky spot. We're trying to work with everyone. Kevin said Hallware is, quote, in a very unique position as a business that does so many orders for local teams. The company prints and sells logoed school clothing, uniforms, and other items with a retail shop featuring Glens Falls Indians merchandise as well as Glens Falls Nation, Lake George Warriors, and other teams. Hall said, quote, My take is the schools have been put in a tough position. They're just trying to follow the rules the state has come down with. We sympathize with them. As a business, I don't have to follow the rules from the Board of Education, but I'm not going to throw away the opportunity to work with the schools. Another school district impacted by the change is Corinth, which is retiring its Tomahawk team name and imagery. Hall said Hallware recently designed new apparel for the Corinth baseball team with a large letter C and crossed baseball bats against a home plate in the district's orange and black school colors. And besides Glens Falls, the Chronicle reports the others of Hallware's big four schools are the South Glens Falls Bulldogs, Hudson Falls Tigers, and Queensbury Spartans, all of which have been spared the mascot drama. Staying on the subject of Glens Falls High School, their bowling team has had a very successful season, having won both the Foothills League and the Foothills Tournament with a season record of 60-12 to match points. 
And according to our own Kate Haggerty, Glens Falls Jr. Jocelyn Smith will be heading to the state bowling tournament in Syracuse for the weekend of March 10th through the 12th. New head coach Autumn Reichelt is a middle school PE teacher, and this is both her first year teaching and first year coaching. She found that her starting team was welcoming and had a strong team dynamic. She said, quote, The spot opened up and I talked to my athletic director about it. They had their first match the next day. So the first time I met the team was before we got on the bus to go to the match. It was challenging, especially on the first day, figuring out the scoring and figuring out who everyone was and who they should be paired with. She credits Jocelyn's natural leadership skills as key to helping her learn the scoring and team roster. Jocelyn has been competing on the varsity level since she was in 7th grade, and has been bowling since she was 7 or 8 years old. She was introduced to the sport by her dad, Jamie Smith, whom Coach Reichelt credits with being the unsung hero of the team, saying, quote, Before I took over, he was the one who really stepped up and really helped with the kids. He definitely helped me learn a lot. After the regular season, Jocelyn competed in the Section 2 All-Girls Composite, where she came in first place and now her next milestone is to compete in the state. She'll be coached by Coach Bertrand, who coaches for the Cahoes team. There are three practices before the competition in Syracuse. Jocelyn has qualified for states the last three years, and she feels the experience of having been to the state tournament before will help her this year. And as Jocelyn focuses on states, Coach Reichelt is excited to have her team honored in the gym with their first banner. She said, quote, We've never had a bowling banner in the high school gym before. So this is the first year that Glens Falls has won the league in general for Foothills and the Foothills Tournament, which is a day tournament. That's the biggest thing that I'm excited for, and I hope to be with the team for a long time to come. And finally, the Hudson River Music Hall Productions Caravan Players and the Hudson River Shakespeare Company will present the award-winning comedy Out of Sight, Out of Murder at the Strand Theatre this weekend. The Post Star reports the show will take place at 7.30pm on Friday, February 24th and Saturday the 25th, and at 2pm on Sunday the 26th at the theatre, which is located at 210 Main Street in Hudson Falls. The play's description reads, quote, Murder mystery writer Peter Knight has come to a lonely Vermont mansion to finish his latest thriller play. However, as he grinds out his story, his classic whodunit characters come to life and take over the situation. Once midnight arrives with the reading of the will, Peter loses control of his characters, mayhem ensues, and murders follow. Then Peter must find the killer before that person kills him. Winner of the 1983 Vermont State Playwright Contest, Out of Sight, Out of Murder was written by Fred Carmichael, who also founded the Dorset Playhouse with his wife Patricia. His plays are known for their stereotypic characters, cleverly crafted mysteries, and witty humor. The play will feature local talent including Andy Daly, Kelly Fitzpatrick, Emily Whipple, Mekka Dale, Jennifer Madison, Lisa Holstein-Wells, Gustav Bremer, Tara Byrne, and Chris Charette. And that is all I've got for The Morning Brief today. Again, I'm Gary Scott for Glens Falls Today, and as always, thank you for listening. Our goal for The Morning Brief is to provide you with quick and convenient access to the most important news around the Greater Glens Falls area, so if you love the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a 5-star review, and recommending us to a friend. Thanks again for tuning in, I'll be back tomorrow morning with more local news you need to know. I'm Gary Scott, and this is Glens Falls Today Morning Brief. <laughs>